This being back-to-school week, I've been flashing on my own back-to-school memories, not as a student or a teacher, but a creature well beneath both of them in status, inferior to the custodians and the lunchroom ladies, mocked even by the classroom aides, a substitute teacher. The summer after I graduated college, I took the best-paying job I could find, working for the Boston Public Schools, which paid $75 a day, big money in the inflation-wracked 1970s, even for an occupation that combined the skills of a security guard, a nanny, a party clown, and a freestanding punching bag. Although I had graduated with honors in English literature, those in charge of assignments couldn't care less, and however much I dreaded waking up to the cold voice of a 6 a.m. telephone call, I badly needed the work. Ira Wood? Yes. Do you speak Spanish? No. Please arrive for a 7th grade Spanish class no later than 8.15 this morning. Do you need the address? Unfortunately, I did not because all the schools to which I was usually assigned were much publicized in the headlines for stabbings, bathroom brawls, attacks on teachers, and the like. To be clear, back in the 70s, these were students the system had given up on, and my main assignment was keeping them safely in the classroom until the bell rang. Thankfully, attendance itself could take 20 minutes. Hi, everybody. I'm Mr. Wood. You look more like Mr. Nappyhead to me. I got that pretty often in reference to my hair back then, a large puffy afro about a foot in diameter. I began the roll call. Carbo, Peter, no one responded. Johnson, Daniel, utter silence. There are students who completely ignore you, who remain collectively deaf to anything you say. There are students who groan with every request you make, however logical or mundane, and others who gape as if they had never seen anything remotely like you, as if you were a creature so alien to their experience that you barely registered as human. But I soldiered on. Carbo, Peter, I repeated. Screw you, said a voice in the front row. He wore sneakers the size of anti-gravity boots and sat in the position commonly assumed for a pelvic exam. Johnson, Daniel, just say here, please. Mr. Johnson pointed to his crotch. Here, please. Munson, Robert, no answer. Henry Totoro, again, no answer. Called Robert Munson a meathead. A chair flew back. You said that? The accusation was angrily refuted. Did not. I checked them both off. Turturro, here. Munson, here. Sneakers like that. Pretty good, Nappy, he said. After attendance, we buckled down to my lesson plan, a dramatic reading of a stack of comic strips, one of the many educational resources I always carried in my briefcase. In the course of my career as a substitute teacher, I had been required to teach classes from kindergarten to 12th grade, special needs, shop, and physical education, never once given a lesson plan. But I learned to come prepared with a homemade syllabus every day, and over time improvised finger puppet circuses, game shows, scrap paper origami lessons, and popcorn golf. I once filmed an 8 millimeter movie of a 5th grade gym class doing a conga line through the cafeteria. 
Nobody learned a thing, I assumed. It was all a waste of time, mine and the students, not to mention taxpayers' money. Although once, many years later, a balding man in his thirties stopped me on Newbury Street. Hey, wait! He had a little girl in hand, probably his daughter, and he ran up to me excitedly. Weren't you the guy who came into my classroom one day and taught us how to make paper birds? That was so cool, man, he said to his daughter. That was one of the coolest things that ever happened in school. What's your name again? Mr. Nappyhead, I said, realizing that he had actually taught me something, that what we learn with pleasure we never forget. But you know me as Ira Wood, and that's my opinion.